One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai. Oh, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a big quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, join my Michael Hammond to look ahead to AEW Rampage tonight. And I haven't forgotten this week. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Another, back by popular demand. Give the people what they want. AEW Rampage rap. <clears throat> back once again with the Renegade Master. Velvet's facing Cargill. She might need a plaster. More give, more full give fallout tonight. And Cole's bringing a fish to a fist fight. What's next for Miro? He's class, and could Darby Allen lose to Mr. Ass? Enough with the rapping. Here's why. Let's preview Rampage. Geordie Miller, why? Hi. <laughs> Get out. Looking forward to Rampage then tonight. What's the word? That's why Cedric writes the book. What's the word that um, describes uh, like the rhythmical flow of poetry, or I guess rap, where like cadence... And number of syllables matters as much as the as the rhymes because you threw the fucking rule book out there, pal. Like, fast, dirty ass. Trying to get to the ass part. Great, always great. Oh, are you are you a member of Jacket Time? Because you've got a lot of sleeves that you were pulling things out of. I'm annoyed because I was going to do this whole thing where I was going to slowly start a feud and eventually get into a rap battle with Top Dollar. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about those bloody releases. I mean, now you said that, you might still get a diss track. Yeah, I'm scared if I do. Um, Let's talk about Rampage tonight, though. Um, Where should we start? Let's start with uh, the obvious one, the reuniting of, well, half of the Undisputed. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Adam Cole and Bobby Fish, they're taking on uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. All very interesting now, especially with, you know, Kenny Omega, I mean, with his litany of injuries, I think was the phrase that was being used, Mm. and that void being left at the top of the elite, I suppose. Yeah, I I don't, on the match, I I love the storyline, love, um, we talked about this, we went long on Dynamite, and I loved the... um, Every detail of Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, the elite. It's the next stage of the saga. It's the next power struggle. It's uh, got all the remnants of the old Bullet Club splits and how when a leader 
Uh, when a leader's sort of integrity is compromised, yeah. all of a sudden they don't feel much like a leader anymore. You know, we saw Kenny turn on AJ to take over Bullet Club and we saw Kenny ousted from Bullet Club and blah, blah, blah. You know, you feel it all happening. It's really fun. Um, I don't love this match loads. I love Adam Cole and Bobby Fish's coming together and all the teasers that have come with it. I love Bobby Fish not really knowing that, like, the Undisputed Era isn't a thing anymore. That's, <laughs> that's funny. Um, and how their relationship will morph currently from Adam Cole needs him to will he end up using and abusing him? Will he end up waiting for the third man to arrive? And we can make assumptions that he might be coming. Are they going to sit on that and hopefully be patient to set up all these potential trios? Who knows? And I, I love not knowing. I don't love this match because it's one of the few times I can remember, certainly in recent history, where this is less of a legacy thing. So often with AEW rematches, it's because they've got a trilogy in mind or they want to do the rematch because the babyface, Cody, needs to like <laughs> get an act of you know, sort of vengeance or whatever on a heel. And heroes should you know, win in yeah. the end. So I can allow it to a point. If Cole and Fish win here, does it feel a little bit like you're 50-50'd? Jungle Boy from an otherwise very successful moment fame at Full Gear. Like, it does sort of feel as if, like, well, because we're telling the elite arm of the story, do Cole and Fish win because you need to legitimise them as a unit that kind of suggests that Cole is better with Fish than he is with the Young Bucks? He lost with the Young Bucks against these wrestlers. If he wins with Bobby Fish, does it not sort of then like, continue a, to open a bit of a divide between the super click, which was already opened up by Kenny on Dynamite on Wednesday night. It's, it's those sort of permutations that make me think that Fish and Cole have to win. But if they do, they kind of have to beat Luchasaurus because you've gotten something special with Jungle Boy here. But if Jungle Boy's still losing, is that really what... you know? I don't know. Like, I trust them. I always trust them. I just... I I'm not sure I want to go back to this. I would have loved to have seen Cole and Bobby Fish's unity tested against somebody without needing to compromise what you achieved at, yeah. at full gear. Yeah, I enjoyed the match at full gear. I mean, could have had five minutes taken of it, but I enjoyed the, the match. The Jungle Boy element I thought was tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. If, if it was a night for the four pillars, he felt like a pillar. Yeah, unquestionably. Uh, I was obviously surprised by the result we, we completely mm. predicted the opposite there. And I think maybe this is a step towards the booking that we were talking about, but now with the added wrinkle of, oh, well, you've got that thing now of like, Kenny being like, all of the elite lost. We're all crap. And what could be the new element that's been brought into the elite that has suddenly made us be rubbish again? Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I agree. Uh, Cole and Fish win. I don't think you can have Fish lose too many mm. too soon. I know he's, he often comes in, to lose. attacks someone and then loses. And that's fine. But I don't want to make it a regular occurrence and it's just be like, well, whoever's with Bobby Fish is losing. Mm. He's got a lot to offer and I think he's been a sensation since he's arrived. Plus, I don't want Cole losing again. Well, is So there... I, th I think Luchasaurus eats the pin mm. and this is the step that I thought was going to happen in the aftermath of full gear, which is Christian Cage getting in Jungle Boy's ear and going, you kind of need to lose all this like Jurassic bollocks and... That edgier side Conce where you went... Concerto people works, dinosaurs don't. Exactly. Yeah. When you were sort of umming and ahhing and then good. finally good. got in your ear and said, no, oh, cave that guy's skull in. No, that's good. I like that. And there's still even if if Cole and Fish win here, Adam Cole's got a... Like, he's been really pissed off with Jungle Boy since he arrived in AEW. Um, you've got meat on the bone for a singles match as yeah. a bit of a decider. Like, uh, Jurassic Express went at the pay-per-view. Cole gets something here. 
Christian starts negging Luchasaurus, but the singles match in the meantime, Colin, Jungle Boy is a pretty big dynamite singles match if you want to do it. Especially if Cage is there going, cheat a bit. Yeah, you do what, do what you need to. Like, you watched me, like, cave his skull in a few weeks ago. Try that. Yeah. No, I like that. It's interesting as well, like I said, with, with Kenny Omega gone, mm. this void, not just within the elite, but within the, the whole sphere of AEW is going to be very interesting. And also there's the question, I suppose, in terms of full gear fallout of, of what's next for people like Miro. Yeah, it's... I'll, what's really, really cool about um, the the size and scope of the AEW roster, and I think it's important to remember this when the conversations come up about, well, do they really need somebody, do they really need more people? It's always about, like, I'm of the opinion, it, it ain't my money, sign them all. You know, like, if there's a, if there's a wrestler that's your favourite and you want to see them living the best life, like, you want to hope for AEW to sign them because it gives them a fighting chance of having it. It's not going to work for everybody, of course, but... So far, evidence suggests most people will have a good swing of it. Um, and this is why um, the roster does sometimes feel bloated. And you mm. do occasionally get that feeling of, where's that guy? Where's that person I love? Like, where the fuck's Serena Deeb? Um, <laughs> and, and others, loads of others. And if this has been a persistent complaint throughout. I Like, for months it was Ricky Starks. Remember that? And then recently I felt it for Serena Deeb. And until Wednesday I was feeling it for Daniel Garcia. Yeah. You show me, like... So much in such a short space of time, I'm on the hook, and then you take them away. It's like, mm. But the point of this big roster is because wrestlers can go away and filter in and out a little bit, and Kenny Omega will be gone, and he will be missed, but the roster won't feel emptier for it. It'll just be, I wonder what Kenny's up to. The cards will still be full. The stories will still be loaded. The roster, the, the talent will still be able to shine in his absence. And I think the same with Miro. This is a hard loss for him to take because this, in his mind, was the answer to everything yeah. he was looking for. The the idea that this was, the redemption that this was going to give him as a champion to be able to go home and satisfy his wife has been taken away yet again. So it's not easy to just reintegrate Miro into stories at this point. So don't mm. have him be off the grid or have him be having to go like whatever dark room he was in before he has to go into an even darker <laughs> one because if, if it is this god that he's looking to this god's going to be pretty pissed with him probably so like it's it's the benefit is what i'm saying of the what some people would perceive as the bloat is that it becomes sometimes aw books for cup games and it rests key players because it wants to keep everybody as fit as possible and what that means is you can sign Swerve and Tegan Knox and they can be valuable additions. Well, this is what I was going to come on to. We see, you know, eight more releases from WWE uh, overnight. John Morrison, uh, all all of the who were left of, of Hit Row, those being Isaiah Swerve, Scott, Ashanti, The Adonis, and Top Dollar. Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker all released overnight. It, it feels... I feel awful because I, I always sit here and say, oh, well, AEW should sign loads of those. And, and I know that there are other promotions, your Impact, your MLW's list goes on, but we saw what happened to Ring of Honor recently. And, you know, there's only so much space. And just saying off the top of your head, oh, well, AEW should pick up everyone who's left. Yeah. And the, the argument about them doing a TNA is moot now, I think. I yeah. think they've already proven that that's not the case. They don't just bring someone in and go... This guy was popular over there. So mm -hmm. they come in, they allow them to, you know, get a bit creative, freedom, reinvent themselves, you know, present themselves however they want to be presented for good and bad initially mm -hmm. for certain people. Miro, for example. Um, 
But should AEW sign more released WWE wrestlers? We talked a little bit about this on the SmackDown preview because, I mean, for a company with a developing but still uh, not where we'd hope it would be women's division, Tegan Knox feels like a no-brainer, and I'm astonished WWE have let specifically, I, I like all of Hit Row, but specifically Isaiah Swerve Scott go as well. I, I'm so pleased to be able to say the sentence I'm about to say. Um, there will be two women's titles. So at Revolution 2022, Nixon Newell should be making it because she wants to win one of them. And that is pretty cool. Yeah. Like the division needs somebody with her, not only a level of experience, but her level of skill and ability, not just for herself, but for the betterment of others. She is so young and yet has got years at this. Absolutely is. Like, she wouldn't have the reps problem. Yes, she has had to come back from, what, three potential career-ending injuries. And there's always that nervousness around, like, please, for her, don't let this happen again. But just a monster standout star of a booming British indie scene in 2016. She was, at the height of that scene, um, Nixon Newell, male or female, would have been probably in everybody's top three to five names of, oh, she's going to eventually get signed. Back then it was WWE. There was no AEW, you know, whatever. it was. That was the place to go. She was probably in the conversation. I would say maybe even top two or three with mm. probably Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate from that particular boom period. And I, 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 say this with, I say this with confidence that really is informed by nothing, but I can't wait for her to debut in AEW. And I have no sense that they're actually going to sign her. I just feel it would be ludicrous not to. Mm. And I feel much the same for Swerve. And I, the thing is, if I name those two, I feel like I'm being really harsh and critical to the other release yeah, wrestlers. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not, like you can, what AEW has shown us is that there is maybe um, there is maybe potential in that artistic expression and creative freedom. You know who we've not had yet? We've had uh, Johnny Mundo and Johnny Impact. You're not a Johnny Elite. Like, what if that's fun for... Th- you're a Morrison guy. Yeah. What if that's fun for, like, a three or four-week story, and then in that three or four weeks, like, he really gets over to a degree that nobody saw coming, like Jake Hager did, Christ Almighty. You know, like, and all of a sudden, there's a place for him. I- I'm not a huge advocate of it myself, but fair enough. What if the Young Bucks realised that one weekend, about a month ago, all people could talk about was the Young Bucks and Top Dollar having a fight on the internet. And they think, well, that's at very least something to have fun with on being the elite. Yeah. And then you that all of a sudden extends to television. And like you bring a version of Hit Row in to take on the Young Bucks for a one-shot on a dynamite, and it's really fun. Really, really fun. And then you go from there. It, like, And that extends through to all the released wrestlers. There's dark. There's dark elevation. There's opportunities, if not contracts. It's it's open season, and AEW should and will. This is not. I'm not pretending to be any kind of expert on this. They absolutely will have people that they've got in mind that they want to see and try. And I'd like to think some of the ones on this most recent list will be included. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, returning to tonight's show, then um, we've got the one of the quarterfinals for the uh, AWTBS Women's Championship tournament. We already know one of our semi-finalists, Nyla Rose. She will face either Chris Statlander or Ruby Soho on that side of the bracket tonight. We get uh, a, a match we've seen quite a few times, and I'm more than happy to see again. Jade Cargill, my pick for the whole thing. Mm. Versus Red Velvet, the winner facing either Jamie Hayter or Thunder Rosa. Their match on Dynamite next yep. week, in fact. Um, Jay Cargill, Red Velvet, uh, storied history, as we saw highlighted on Dynamite. And uh, for me, not a good night to be Red Velvet. No, I, I love this. And I really, really hope it rules. Because this might be um, the closest the women's division in AEW has built to something akin to a Jungle Boy versus MJF. Yes. They've developed a... I'm not, like, I'm not sure that the women's division is strong enough to have pillars. Maybe if they did, it wouldn't be in such a sorry <laughs> state. But they've had matches, have Jade Cargill and Red Velvet, that have over-delivered, both for the um, limited experience of Red Velvet and the, well, complete inexperience of Jade Cargill that have ruled. The singles match was... Like the thing was, the tag match was great, but naturally a lot of the praise is going to go to Cody for being able to be a general in a situation with a celebrity and two fairly inexperienced wrestlers, and that had a lot of bells and whistles going for it. You know, it was what do we we don't even, we call it the Shack match, yeah, and there was Cody, Red Velvet, and Jade Cargill in it. So like that tells you everything you need to know about the things that were going on there. As brilliant as it was, but then they kind of did it in the singles match. They kind of nailed it. There is such a believable rivalry between the two there's a believable heat off the back of that original angle it's felt like this has just been like these two if they could will probably fight forever you know that like that Zane Owens feeling of just oh if they're in the building there's always a chance it's going to come to blows and it's all rooted in that original like feud with one another and I've got nervous I've got high hopes for this I love Jade Cargill she's got her critics because she is obviously of course limited but uh like to use, I guess, what is now becoming somewhat of a dated term because people have just gotten used to it, is AEW still not the Buffy? And should there not be a little bit of everything? Jade Cargill's look and presence and aura is amazing. And it's so good that everything else should be given time to come because all of the other stuff is already there. You know, it's it works for the men, so it should absolutely work for the women. If a guy came in with a body as awesome as Jade Cargill's, with a star quality and a charisma as, yeah. like evident 
as Jade Cargill's, you would give that man chance after chance after chance. So I don't care if some of Jade Cargill's matches are sloppy because you give her chance after chance for the everything else to catch up with all the intangibles that she's got. Red Velvet, I've said, I think on podcasts before, I think in two or three years, you're looking at AEW's like, top female babyface. Mm-hmm. The fire she has fighting from underneath, and that's why she's always so good against Jade Cargill. The fire she has fighting from underneath is just sublime, and I think we're going to get loads of that here. I do think Cargill's going to win, because it's hard not to see Cargill going to the final. Like, Thunder Rosa is probably going to give Jade Cargill her best match. Yep. So, like, Jade Cargill beating Thunder Rosa will be this, like, legitimizing moment where it's not just the giant has strolled to the final. It's that she's actually had to really reach within. Um, yeah, I, I want this to rule. I love them both, and I hope this goes brilliantly. Yeah, I think we talked about this on the, the Dynamite review with that Shida-Rose match. I feel like this is where this tournament, aside from the the initial uh, Deeb-Shida match, of mm. course, in the first round, it's where it's starting to kick into gear. And for me, the path to the final uh, is clear. It is... Uh, Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho defeating Statlander whenever that match goes down. Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho is going to be a banger of mm-hmm. a match. Ruby Soho wins that side of the bracket. Again, like you said, Jay Cargill advances tonight, beats Thunder Rosa. Maybe some shenanigans involving Britt Baker because we know those two are destined to sort of yeah. circle each other until finally Thunder Rosa can get her hands on her. I think it's a great story to be told there. And therefore, Jade Cargill versus Ruby So. And at that point, as much as I've picked Jade Cargill to win the whole thing, it's a coin flip. I don't really care. Well, it's like this sentimental, this incredible sentimental favourite versus like that bitch who's already put a name on the title. Like that's the whole deal, isn't it? That's what she said. Like it's, she's basically called a shot from the very beginning. And you've got this Ruby Soho gimmick that the whole point of it is just, just clawing for redemption and cannot get it at the last because she's come face to face with a monster. It's brilliant. Um, speaking of coming face to face with a monster, one final match to preview for Rampage tonight: Darby Allen against <laughs> the biggest and the baddest there is. That being Billy Gunn, and one would expect Gun Club maybe being there at ringside. Could Billy Gunn beat Darby Allen? I would piss myself if he beat Darby Allen. I would piss myself if the match started with um, Billy Gunn comes to the ring and uh, the Gun Club are there flanking him. And then uh, Darby Allen's music, boom, 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 boom. But it's not Darby Allen straight away. It's a video, and he's uh, he's out in a field, and it's black and white because black because <laughs> black and white is artistic. And uh, Darby's just skating around the field, and he comes to a stop. And what is it in the field? It's an ass. <laughs> it's a donkey just grazing away, but you can't really see it grazing away because it's got a paper Billy Gun face on it. Bum, 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 and the commentator's like, oh, no. And then, like, because you, you can't show it because it's animal cruelty. Darby Allen drops it. Darby Allen gets the skateboard. And <laughs> he's about to whack this donkey, but then it cuts to black. We don't know. And it's like, what could this possibly mean? <laughs> it means uh, rubbish. And then he comes out on the donkey. Yeah, 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 he doesn't ride on the skateboard. He rides out on the donkey. Donkey yeah. on a skateboard. Donkey on a skateboard. Donkey on four skateboards. <laughs> and Colton, Colton comes out. Oh, my God. No, it's not a donkey on four skateboard. It's a donkey <coughs> on four turtles on skateboards. Nice. Because he likes turtles. Yeah. Long-term storytelling. Hashtag LTST. Um, Darby Allen's winning easily, of course. Billy Gunn's taking a coffin drop. Um, and as is the case with AEW, it's always either um, groups to build to singles matches or singles matches to build to groups. 
So we're giving the people what they want, guys. Yes, Derby's going to beat Billy Gunn, but then the Gun Club, with their awesome win-loss record, we're so much better together as a trio. They're going to be beating down Derby. They're going to be beating down Derby. Out comes Sting, but it's still three on two. My name is Paul, I'm getting tall. And we're going to get the trios match that nobody ever asked for between Derby, Sting, and Paul White versus the Gun Club. Next week's Rampage main event already booked. I'm going to hold my hands up here, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Aside from commentary and all that, backstage stuff, absolutely. Got a great wrestling mind, got years of history in the business. Mm. Unquestionably signed Paul White, big show. I don't get around fighting. No. I mean, briefly, QT Marshall stuff. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. But I didn't. I certainly didn't think, well, this needs to be on pay-per-view. I want to pay $50 for this, bollocks. Do you know what I want? So, but, oh, sorry. Having, sorry, as I said, uh, having said all that, if someone said to me, Adam Wilborn, for $50, Big Show will do a coffin drop. Yeah, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Oh, my God. That would be the first time AEW could do the exploding ring or trick, it? to sort of, I mean, if you want to really go, like, full-on character mode, Darby Allen's off in this tree. I'm getting, I don't care about the match tonight. He's beating <laughs> he's beat Billy, he's beat Billy on really easy, yeah. He's off fighting Billy and Colton, for example. He's off fighting them. What about someone Steve Austin Gunn? And it's like that? Austin, he's there like, oh, bollocks. I've got two on one. Sting and his best friend... Big Show, uh, Paul White. <laughs> what does what always happens to Sting, and what does Big Show always do? Oh yes, I'm gonna. T- <laughs> it's been a while. It's been ten minutes. Time to turn. KO punch, you old bastard. Coffin drop onto Sting. On a Sting, of course. How did we not see it? We're gonna have to add it to our list. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the list of oh my god, how are people gonna survive this? A cop. Shut up. That was your watch. My watch was. Sorry. That wasn't me. <laughs> he just turned on me. Watch start talking. Adam, your heart rate's risen because you're talking. <laughs> you're getting very giddy about a big show coffin drop onto a 60-year-old man, is it? Oh, you know, remember when, um, was it against Seamus? I'd have to ask Ridge Bloody on. He probably watched it live in a pub. But was it against Seamus where Big Show had, uh, <laughs> it was, I think, cause he had like a chairs match and he had this comically oversized yeah, chair. Yeah. It's, a, it's a chair that I could sit on. Imagine if he's got a big skateboard. <laughs> Imagine Paul White's big skateboard. Or like he has to, like they have to make him customize rollerblades that are just skateboards <laughs> under, underneath regular shoes. You know those the, like things you get like to take around IKEA to when you get buy <laughs> really big furniture. That's what Big Show comes out. They just Darby Allen films a video of him using one and a half pipe, and he's like he's grinding along a rail on one. <laughs> yeah, um, I we uh, we're being silly about this because it's a silly match. Um, however. Although it is literally the third of three matches that I expect to be in this slot. How funny would it be if it's the main event and you have to have the side-by-side where Mark Henry is like, Darby Allen and Billy Gunn? Like, just the idea of them two in the frames together. Oh. I want that screenshot. You've got like the two little gun club dickheads there. Get him dead. Get him. And Darby Allen's rolling his you know, eyes. What is going on? Like, I think it'd be brilliant. And then he could say... Thanks, Mark. That version is so slow, it sounds like it's part of a Darby Allen homemade video. <laughs> what has he done to Mark Henry? 
Well, let us know your thoughts. Can you see if you can top that ahead of AW <laughs> Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Don't forget, you can also pre-order the brilliant new book. Paul White does a bungee jump. What? <laughs> sorry, plug Citrix. Sorry, that was in the middle of a... I just started thinking of... Yeah, that's a shout videos. though, actually. On a skateboard. Yeah, on a skateboard. <laughs> Skates along the water afterwards. <laughs> Pretty honest, Cedric's new book, I hope he hasn't heard this, Becoming yeah, All Elite. Like, there's not going to be an epilogue about Paul White. Like, get the book now. Yeah. Like, uh, Becoming All Elite, you can order it now, whatculture.bigcartel.com. Get your hands on it. Order it now in time for Christmas. Follow me on Twitter, at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself. And Michael Hamflet will be back tomorrow to do an extended preview of Survivor Series this weekend. But for now, this has been the AEW Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.